0: Welcome to the Next Level Finance Podcast. I'm your host Tony Kane. Today, I have the pleasure of having Ryan Porter from Catalyst Wealth with us today. Thanks for coming on, Ryan. Thanks, Tony. Mate, I'm really glad you're here. So as a bit of a backstory, I've known Ryan since I was about eight years old. And um, Ryan and I actually used to be in business together in the financial planning firm that I owned. And uh, we figured out pretty quickly that Ryan was better at it than I was. So <laughs> he kicked me out and he now owns the business and now I run uh, Next Lending. But uh, we still do a lot of work together. And uh, the, most, the, the thing that Ryan and I sort of uh, agree upon the most and what we geek out on is the philosophy of helping people create wealth. And uh, Ryan, really glad you can join us today. Glad to be here, Tone. So, mate, I thought today, like always, we're going to go a bit off the cuff. And I wanted to talk through, basically, your journey. So I wanted to talk about, no matter who's out there listening, we're going to cover, I wanted to cover off what to do in your 20s, what to do in your 30s, what to do in, say, your 40-plus, and then maybe what to do in 60-plus. Because I know you're the expert in your business at Catalyst Wealth. You have clients, you know, from, you know, 20 to 100 years old so i thought uh you'd be the perfect person and uh just as a bit of a context out there for my listeners if anyone knows anyone who's like a tradie right if you've got a dad who's a former builder or a husband who's a builder i know what it's like imagine having another builder come into their house and try to fix up something they they get a little bit antsy and that's what i was like as a former financial planner i used to get worried about no one else can manage my money better than i can And, and that's what until i met ryan and i figured out you know what Ryan's actually an expert at this I'm an expert in my business and with my clients but Ryan's better to do what he does so Ryan looks after my wife and my wealth and many of my friends and family and clients wealth and it's just really good to know that someone's He's really trustworthy, who's on my team. So, Ryan, I'm going to be leaning on you to get really tactical and deep today, if that's all right.
1: Yep, happy to do that and take the listeners on a bit of a journey.
0: Let's do it. All right. So, mate, let's start off with the our younger listeners out there. They might just have left school. They're starting to establish their first jobs and careers. What are we doing for these guys? What are we focusing on?
1: Yeah, so in this age, I guess, um, for them, establishing the career yep. or building their, building their income is yep. probably a priority, like you said. On top of that, travel normally probably sits pretty high on the list as things they're focused on doing. Yep. Saving for. Yep. And then yeah, often through the through the twenties, there's all those I guess bigger life events generally that might pop up later yep. on down the line, like
0: festivals. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> um, but things like you know maybe they've got to get their first car themselves. Yep. Um, you know, as they get a bit older relationships could be engagements weddings and all that sort of stuff so there's a lot of um savings focused goals in in this age group so well i
0: thought i'd get you to help the listeners out there let's put some numbers around it right so if we were to think about um a percentage right what type of percentage should these age group be aiming to save so is it 20 percent 30 percent 10 percent
1: yeah well as a ballpark i'd normally say to client's probably 20 up to say 40%. Yeah, yep. 40 would be at the moment probably more the high achieving clients yep. where they where they're saving a bit more, yep. but in this age group hopefully your expenses aren't too high, you know, your yep. your monthly Vodafone plan, <laughs> maybe, maybe your festival tickets. Yeah, yeah, f- fixed expenses. Yep. So, yeah, you should be hopefully if you're at home saving up up near that 40% mark.
0: Perfect. And one of the things that you I know that you've done for me and we used to do a lot for our younger clients is where we have that savings is a separate account. So it's not linked to our ATM card. It's usually like a cheap online savings account that you know, takes 24 hours to access. Is that still the plan?
1: Yeah, definitely. So that, that, that's the biggest one probably in the 20s. And when you're starting out looking at your money and earning income, you want to make sure that, yeah, you are saving. But secondly to that, you don't want it to be with a bank where you bank with every day so that you've got real easy access to get the money. You want it to be with a separate bank in one of those online savings accounts where it's out of sight, out of mind. Because soon, once it's set up, um, you know, you start forgetting that it's there and then therefore you don't spend it.
0: Love it. I love it. And I, I'm a believer that no one in their 20s should need a credit card at all. Do you agree? I agree. There shouldn't be any need for a credit card.
1: no. With with credit cards, it's it's a game that's set up for the banks to win. Yeah, um, yep. you know, Normally, the only people win, yeah, are the banks because they sort of you know charge twenty percent, fifteen, twenty yep. percent interest on those debts.
0: See, listeners out there, twenty percent—that's huge, right? So, banks give away these credit cards. That, that like Ryan said, they never lose, right? They want you to have this credit card. They want you to miss your payments. They want you to hold on to this credit card debt. For years and years. And Ryan and I, we've worked with clients, you know, who are worth $10, $20 million. In. The reason, and most of the, the patterns that we've identified is they've just had a good relationship with debt from day one. They never had bad debts like credit cards and personal loans. They were savers. They were investors. So in your 20s, if you can get into that habit, it's going to serve you really well. Yeah, long term.
1: like you said, um, with, with with credit cards as well. The other trick is, oftentimes you'll spend a lot more than you would if you're using your own yeah, money. Exactly, because it's so easy to just sort of tap away and sort of think about worrying about it later on. And so, yeah, I think the stats are around maybe twenty to thirty percent more people spend when they're using a credit card versus their own money. And that's
0: the 20 to 30% that could be going to savings, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: And um, just coming back to the point that you touched on before, in, in, in this period, in the 20s, so you know, bu- building some savings habits is, is key. Like you said, ideally staying away from the credit cards. But the big thing is, if you can build some good habits with your money and a good relationship with your money in the 20s, you can carry that through. set you, know, you up. Along the journey, like yep. we'll talk about, yep. but yep. the numbers will get a bit bigger when you're, when you're sort of progressing your career and your life but what you need to do and the habits you need are still the same?
0: Mate you're 100% right like I feel like um, and don't get me wrong Ryan and I aren't perfect we've, we've both made every mistake in the book but once I started to switch on a little bit in my 20s it's made a big difference for me now in my family in my 30s so it might not seem like a big deal if you might you might not you know might be single you might have no kids you might think well oh, I don't need to worry about it but trust me the smarter you are with your money in your 20s, it's going to make your life in your 30s so much more fun. You'll have, you have the ability to have a nice house, and travel, and you just won't be stressed and you won't have to do a crappy job that you don't like to do. So I think if, if you're looking for motivation, I mean, no one's going to get out of bed and go, I can't wait to save money today. You know, it's not, <laughs> it doesn't get us excited. But if you can attach the vision, if you can save today, that just means that in tomorrow or in five years' time, your life's going to get a whole lot funner and easier. You agree, Ryan?
1: Yeah, 100%. And then, you know, maybe the only other consideration for you know clients or listeners in, in this market is if they have gone down the path of credit cards, yep. you, know, you need to focus on getting rid of them as soon as possible. Yep. Because, yep. again, the longer you hold them, the more the bank gets of your money through interest payments. So it really needs to be a priority if maybe, yeah, you have gotten into the point now where you've got a bit of debt. Um, you need to focus on getting rid of it as soon as possible to free you up to focus on all the other cool stuff we'll talk about today. I
0: love it. And stand by this, listeners, in the next week or so, I'm going to have a whole podcast on getting rid of debt. So, and Ryan, I might even invite you in. And, And just on that, Ryan's going to be like my celebrity... Finance guy, like I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna. Have, uh, We're lucky Ryan and I have separate <laughs> offices. We're in the same building, so I'm going to annoy him to come down every every week or so just to come and give his five cents because uh, he's got his finger on the pulse of what of what's happening out there in the economy and uh, and how he's probably the closest source to how to create the most amount of personal wealth. So last thing I wanted to touch on after pays and things, Ryan, for these so that's the I've done the research and the people that are absorbing these after pays and zip pays are the people in their sort of teens and twenties. So yep. are you giving us a red light or a green light on these after pays?
1: Well yeah, they're like you said, I guess they're focused predominantly on, on millennials. Yep. And fr- from a from a high level, yeah, I I am in agreement with what they do. Um, because I see it as sort of forced savings for purchases.
0: Yeah, okay. It's
1: just set up in a way that you can sort of get the get the product now rather than waiting four or six weeks. Yep. Um, but there's a caveat there that you can get yourself in trouble by jumping in and, and purchasing too many things at once and yep. chasing your tail with repayments. All right,
0: so let's do some, let's set up some after pay ground rules. Yep. What can they, what do what, what we got for the listeners out there?
1: Yeah, well, I would say if you are to use it, one one item at a time what about this right what about
0: like I've, I'm a big I'm a big believer, and I love that one all the time. But what are, you know, I'm a big believer of life's about experience, not about possessions. Yep. So do you think it's maybe not a bad idea? I mean, if you want to go to that concert, I think that's a good idea. But I, maybe should we try to get our listeners to steer away from buying it for a dress or, <laughs> you know, maybe like I know the young guy at work here. He bought it. He used it for a surfboard, yep. and it worked out perfect. He needed a thousand dollar surfboard, and he, you know, I think he busted his old one. But that's something he does every day, yep. right? And um, he paid it off in four $200, 250 hundred dollar installments, and yep. it worked out perfect. Yep. so i love that but i just hate the idea of one of our listeners buying it for a 300 dollars dress that they've worn that the night's over and they don't have that thing anymore <laughs> yeah
1: yeah true and i think um like you said put, putting some ground rules in place is probably important at the start if you are to sort of use this because it, it can turn into a bit like credit cards yep. where people get in trouble
0: okay uh-huh. so they've got it they, they cannot go over the installment period
1: yeah, correct. Cool,
0: I like it. And I, I'm glad you said that because I do, I, I have used it, you know, I've got young daughters and I wouldn't, they're not, at, they're f- five and three, hopefully they're not <laughs> using it yet. <yeah. laughs> I'll, I'll check that though. Um, but yeah, I think it is a good little force discipline and you know, I, do, I don't agree that you should miss out on that concert just because, you know, you, you don't have the money today, but let's make sure you're not going past that instalment period.
1: Yeah, 100%. And it's, it's you know, gr- growing up, I know like my mum used to lay by um, yeah. Christmas presents and stuff yeah. like that yeah. and then look to pay it off over time. So yeah. it's a yeah. similar sort of um, concept. Yep. Yeah. Just you sort of get things now. So yeah, like I'm okay with, you know, structured savings and planning for your purchases. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In this instance, you get it now. And maybe, yeah, if you push it more towards experiences rather than possessions.
0: Especially if we've, they've done what we've said before and you've got that separate savings account. Because that, because what we're trying to do with this separate savings account, guys, and we'll talk about it soon, is just to recap on this sort of section. Or if you're in your sort of late teens and twenties, to recap, there we want to have, a, we want you to start having a separate savings account that's not linked to your ATM account. We want you to try to aim to get forty percent minimum, twenty percent of your take-home pay into that. And what we're gonna, we're gonna talk about that later. But that's gonna be eventually the funds that we invest. So I'm okay if you're using these afterpays as long as you're investing at the same time. You cool with that,
1: right? Yep and just to touch on that point um, we didn't mention it before but so with that with that online savings account just sort of easy numbers because we're finance guys but only when we've got the calculators in front <laughs> of us but yeah if, you're, if your take-home pay was roughly a thousand dollars a week the plan would be the day after the day you get paid to automatically transfer that sort of 200 to 400 out of your everyday account into that online savings account.
0: I'm loving it, yeah. So, So like, set it up automatic so you don't have to do it manually?
1: Set it up automatically so you don't have to do it because oftentimes, you know, when we're doing things ourselves, it's easy not to do it because... Something's popped up. Love it. So make sure it and happens. It's so easy to do, hey? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what will happen is you'll learn to live with what's left over yep. in your account. Yep. So previously there was a thousand in the account, you spent a thousand. Yep. Now there might only be 600 and you'll learn, you'll find a way to live on 600.
0: I really love that, Ryan. And uh, the other tip that you've um, given me, and we used to talk about it all the times, once you get a pay rise or a bonus or a commission or something that you weren't expecting to get a tax return, if you can get into the habit of pretending like that money's not yours and putting that straight in that online savings account, that's just going to speed up how you can grow your wealth, right?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Perfect. Okay, I love that, and I, I really, I'm really enjoying this because it's there's a lot of there's a lot of gold nuggets in there. So let's move on, right? You get let's let's say you've you the you know you've the big three O has come and gone. Um, what we've typically found, and we've both gone through this ourselves, is Late 20s, early 30s, and we're not not—we're not sort of suggesting that everyone out there follows the, you know, married and kids, you know, um, I suppose process, but regardless of if you're married, single, whatever, the 30s are generally I, – I, I find that, you know, it's probably the hardest period, you know, like you've got to try to figure out a way to raise a family <laughs> – you might be getting married, paying for a wedding. You're trying to figure out how I can make money but be home with my kids. So we, we sort of specialised in both of our practices in this sort of demographic. Yep. So let's, let's drill – let's get really deep here and talk yep. tactically. So what are we trying to do in our 30s, Ryan?
1: Okay. Well, I, I would say from my experience with clients – when people walk in in this um, age group, the, the the two priorities generally always at the top of the list. One's probably property. Yep. And it's either you know maybe getting their first property, or if they've got one and built a few had a few kids, they might be looking to upsize or maybe looking to invest. Yep. Yep. Um, the second one, which is high on the list for everyone, pretty much all the all the categories is, is probably around travel as well. Yep. So if you've built your career, maybe in your twenties, got a bit more money now, yep. maybe you can do a few more things. Yep. Yep. And um in our sort of demographic with those sort of young families, parents want to take their kids on trips and let them experience things. So they're sort of probably the two big ones yep. That sit at the top of the list
0: It's funny eh Because in the 30s Most people have seen the whole world Before they've seen Australia <laughs> <laughs> well, That
1: doesn't happen No one until gets to the caravan on. anymore Do they? <laughs> Not until later on Yeah Yeah Um but yeah, but I'd say yeah, sort of working out some sort of property plan or strategy to try and help with that—that that goal is, is is a big one.
0: Yeah, I am um, in my, in my business, next lending, when we're doing out, so as mortgage brokers, we obviously clients come to us, and the first question they ask us is how much I can borrow. Yeah, and I oh, that's usually the wrong question for me because I like to start with how much can you afford? Yeah, right, and it's similar to what we talked about for our younger clients. I suggest as a rule of thumb that you don't want your Mortgage repayments to exceed more than forty percent of your take-home pay. Yeah, I found that that's a that's a pretty good line in the sand. And ideally, it's thirty. Because what I'd like to do is let's just use a round figure of let's say in your household, right? You're taking home, you know. There's two partners, there's 2000 a week to take home. If you've got your mortgage repayments at less than 30%, so that's $600, right, that means that there's, there's plenty left over to live, to travel and things like that. So if we're sort of trying to give our listeners out there some sort of real practical advice, do you sort of – do you like that 30% figure as a max or a guide?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I would say that's probably um, just from like an industry point of view, like you said, you know, 30% is probably the ideal target because – in Australia, where we live, Sydney yep. house prices that are a bit higher than maybe yep. other places. Yep. that's probably where maybe the forty percent marker can, can can come into play as well.
0: So what if what what if right? If and there'll be plenty of listeners out there who their thirty percent is going to get them nowhere near what they can afford. What's the strategy there? Like we talk about, you know, this rent vesting. Would you like to? Can you elaborate on that for our listeners, Ryan?
1: Yeah, so um, it's it's a it's a common strategy and I guess talking point that pops up now with clients where you know we we live in Sutherland Shire and it's a great great area in Sydney, but yeah, house prices are quite expensive. So a lot of people that live in the area, especially younger clients, might not be able to build up a deposit or borrow enough to afford a house here. Yep. So their plan is renting locally and sort of living somewhere where they want to live yeah. where they've grown up yeah and then looking to yeah invest into property over time to maybe build up some assets that they might be able to use to buy a home you know where they want to live in five or ten years time so
0: i love that and you've I, i'm sorry to jump in but that just reminded me of, of what you've done with my brother and his wife recently and um so what happened there is my brother wanted to buy, upgrade his home. He already had a home. He's just had his third kid, so he's growing out of it. And he couldn't – sort of wasn't at a level there where he was happy to sort of spend the money on the next level property. So from our advice, we sort of helped you understand that he's better off going renting. And the place that he's rented is beautiful. He's still got his first place. So his plan there is to just chill out in his rental, keep paying down the debt on the first place until he can afford the next place. Yeah. And I love that.
1: Yeah, it, it, it like it gives you options. Um, it allows people to sort of still consider a property investment or yep. get into the market and yep. ideally get the benefit get the benefit of property prices going up over time. Yep, yep. While still sort of living where they are, and yeah, the big difference, and this is what you would sort of do with all your clients is there's a very big difference in the monthly repayments from sort of buying your own home and living in it versus buying an investment property and having some rental income and someone else to help you pay the repayments.
0: 100%. And let me get a little bit deep and philosophical here because I have met so many people I've met literally sat across the table from thousands of people in this scenario where they're 30 that, and I can just feel the stress coming off them my way and go how the hell am I going to navigate this period of my life my wife's pregnant I'm not earning that much whatever right and and I, I I sympathize because that's probably the only period in your life where you're going through so many different life challenges all at um, bloody once and I just wanted to let listeners know like I do a, I'm really sort of you know I, I'm I've had a few health problems and stuff like that and I've sort of really gone down that research of health and I'm looking at the research coming out at the moment and there's sort of scientists indicating that people in their sort of 20s and 30s now are potentially going to live into their, you know, 110, 120. So I'm looking at that and as a numbers guy working backwards going, OK, well, if I'm going to live till 120, touch wood, right, and... Um, I might have to work till I'm 80, which means if I'm a listener out there and I'm 30, i am just got a, a pregnant wife, it doesn't matter if I don't buy a house till I'm 40 and it doesn't matter if I don't pay that house off till I'm 65 or 70 because I'm still going to have another <laughs> 40 years of retirement. So I'm not suggesting go out and blow your money, but I still think that at the same time, I don't want the listeners out there to feel like they're behind or they're, it's, you know they're running out of time. What do yeah. you think think about that?
1: Yeah, well, right? like you said, it's it, it's a really long game um, with, with with finance, and especially with what you've said around the life expectancy piece and people living for longer. What what you want to do, and this is hard sometimes when, when when people aren't in our sort of space. You, you just want to use your money to afford you a lifestyle that makes you happy, and I love it. Every er, everyone, I guess, in Australia, property's a notch on the belt and it's yep. seen as sort of like a success marker, and over time, the strategy would be for everyone to sort of have their family home, yep, um, and you know have somewhere where they can bring their family up or get a stack of memories and yep, yep, you know um, uh, achieve the great Australian dream. <laughs> but property as a whole, because it is such a big transaction, because there is a lot of debt involved, usually from the mortgage from the bank side of things, it can really reduce your ability to do everything else. If your mortgage repayments are fifty or sixty percent of your monthly take home pay, well then yeah, you might not be able to travel. Yep. You know, you might not be able to send your kid to you the You won't be able to travel, trust me. You're on the beans and rice diet. Yeah, yeah, you're on the beans and rice yeah. diet and yes, you've got a property, but no one else sees what happens month to month anymore. You can jump out and everyone goes, Oh great, you know, Tony and Ryan they've got a property. Yeah. But they, they don't see what happens month to month and they're not worried about that. But oh,
0: trust me guys, I've done I've done a thousand of these these scenarios, and if your mortgage repayments is above fifty percent, you you're you're going to be strapped to the desk. And if you've got a young family, I hate to tell you, but they're not going to remember the fancy house that you've bought, but they will remember those an awesome holiday, or they'll remember dad or mum coming home at three o'clock to go and play with them. And unfortunately, if you're at fifty to sixty percent take home going towards mortgage repayments, you're um you're not coming home early, and you're um you're you're not going on a holiday. So I'm really um. Passionate about making sure people stay within these guidelines because I've I've just Ryan and I have had the privilege of um, and don't get me wrong we're not talk we're not sort of uh, we're not talking from a high horse you know and without going into too much depth Ryan and I have n- neither of us come from any wealth we've sort of uh, self made so to speak without you know we're not um you know we're not trying to play the violin here no. but uh, so we're not talking from a privileged perspective so we understand what it's like to 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 have nothing and go from nothing but. And we're just trying to help here, and we just know that a big mortgage is the biggest killer of lifestyle and happiness. And one of the biggest – well, the other thing that Ryan Ryan and I have found, it's one of the biggest contributors of uh, marriage breakdowns, where people have got themselves into too much debt, which means they're not spending time together, and it just wrecks everything, right?
1: Yeah, and it's stressful. And, um, yeah, having that hanging over you, like you said, means you've got less time for your your partner, your family, your friends, maybe your kids if you've got them as well. So – it, it, it can detract from living living an awesome lifestyle, <laughs> and what we're trying to give people here is some tips with their money to live an amazing lifestyle.
0: Yeah, shit. Sorry, guys. I feel like I just went on a bit of a rant there, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah. hopefully that rant helped you to drill it in your head that it's so easy to get the calculator out, and when you're looking either your existing property or you're looking to buy a property, okay, listen. What's my take home pay? Okay, then times that by thirty percent and then come and talk to the team at Next and figure out, okay, don't ask me how much I can borrow. So, listen, this is what my, this is my 30% can afford me, how much can I borrow? And if you can't afford to buy what you want to live in, it's completely fine to either invest it in, say, a really good quality share portfolio or a rental until you can afford to buy. So I think that's probably covered that, that age group off really well, Ryan. Like um, I think um, just a sort of one thing we haven't touched on, if you do already have a property and you're at that level – don't – and Ryan and I were just having this conversation offline before. Um, you know, is out there. Ryan's got a kid and he's about to have twins. So, uh, Ryan – and I've got two kids, so don't worry. We know what it's like to, you know <laughs> – Be in the thick of it. Have a lot of balls in the air. And we were both just saying then, like, um, when you have a young family, you don't need to feel like it's not the best wealth creation zone. It's survival zone, all right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And we were just talking about during maternity leave, usually – a household of two incomes becomes one. So, you know, that, that that's a challenge within itself and usually a bit of forward planning, you know, with your money can can help on that sort of things, which we didn't touch on too much now. But, yeah, often the conversation with clients is if they can come out the other side of...
0: Still married. still Yeah, still married <laughs> is <Yeah>. one. <laughs>
1: um, and then the second one is once, you know, the, the spouse who's had a bit of time off goes back to work, if you can come out financially and you haven't gone backwards... You know, you've be still been able to maintain your living standard, obviously spend time with the new baby, the family. Yep. That, that, that's a great outcome. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, you're probably not setting the world alight potentially during that period because there are so many balls in the yep. air. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, if you can come out the other side, you haven't built up credit card debt, you know, you still got some money in savings, you've been able to live, you know, a, a good lifestyle yep. during that yep. period. Spend time
0: with your family. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Then, then you can really start focusing on the next steps and building for the future again. <laughs>
0: Great segue, Ryan. Love it. All right, so let's move into – and I'm not going to put an age on this, but I'm going to sort of say, you know, we're now – we're maybe sort of gone through that young kids phase and we're transitioning to sort of, you know, maybe our 40s or or a little bit older. And what I find here is income's starting to – you know, we're getting towards the peak income earnings and we've got more options, right? So typically, Ryan, in in the conversations we've had with each other and um, with – you know, how you've helped me and, um, and my wife and we've helped a lot of clients is, all right, you might – hopefully we, we've got some investments, but we're trying to, you know, ramp things up now, aren't we?
1: Yeah, definitely. So in this phase, like you said, because of that peak earning sort of capacity or the, your career's taking off or – business is taking off, then, yeah, you really want to maximise your income from this point and set yourself up financially for later on. Yep, yep. And, yeah, at this stage, there's probably two really big ones. Like you said, investing for the future, and there's one, um, I guess, sort of, like, little quote that I normally use with clients. It's, you know, in this wealth creation journey, what you want to be focused on doing is, during your working career, convert your income into assets,
0: so, okay, hold on. I, I, every time you give me one of those gems, I like, to, I like to slow it down a little bit. Say that again.
1: Yeah, okay. So.
0: Convert your income into assets. Yes. Yeah, so okay.
1: during your working career, that, that, that's the aim of the game. So whilst you're working, obviously every month your, your income, your pay hits your account, and that's fine whilst you're working. Yep. But the plan is one day to be in a position where you don't have to work to generate an income anymore. Okay. So how do you do that? Basically, you've got to use your income that you earn to buy property shares you know invest in your super and build up assets that later on can pay you an income and then give you options i
0: love it and what 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 i um have traditionally spoken about and 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 aim to myself is we don't i don't really love the word retirement right i sort of think about um my my version of retirement and this is not just you know this is not just my version this is after having been so fortunate to, to have thousands of meetings and 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 understand the goals of you know so many people, it's not so much that retirement. Oh, you know, here I'm 60, here's the goal, watch, I'm, I'm never working again. It's more just how do I get myself into a position in life where I've got a, a nice home that's paid off, and I've got the ability, if it's Monday morning, I've got the ability to sort of do what I want, right? And I don't have to worry about money. Is that is that sort of your version of where we're all trying to get to as well, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Like I think that that word retirement almost has sort of like a negative connotation attached to it it's now. A bit boring, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a bit boring, and everyone pictures sort of maybe their grandparents or great grandparents or something that was sixty five, could, could, couldn't get out of the house and stayed at home watching Days of Our Lives all day. Yeah, they're, they're, they're cutting up the newspaper vouchers. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't <laughs> excite me that much. Yeah, there was there wasn't sort of too much happening um where like you said I, I would say because people and this might be another one um people are younger. hold the phone
0: everyone hold on what? People, let's go i'm
1: just going to try and get this right people are a lot younger older now so what i mean by that is a 70 year old is doing things now that a 50-year-old would have done 10 or 20 years ago. Oh,
0: 100%. percent i just go to the gym up the road here. It's packed with people in their 60s and 70s. And I love that. Yeah. So, sometimes they're training harder than us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's most likely. But, it's not um, hard, by the way. Um, uh, but, yeah, because people sort of, they're, they, you know, they, they feel younger, they're doing a lot more at an older age, um, You know that, that, that sort of retirement sort of stage is almost null and void where, yeah, people, like you said, want to get to a position – as soon as possible but you know generally when they're a bit older where they've got options financially and they can do the things that they want sort of when they want and they've got the money to do it
0: perfect and just uh just for our listeners out there where how i've seen that work most effectively is where people have got their house paid off right and they haven't overcapitalized there that's a really important thing like you don't want to be sitting in a four million dollar home debt free in retirement with 20 bucks in your bank account right i would much prefer to see you sitting in a million dollar home debt free with you know two investment properties that are debt-free, they are giving you $2,000 a week. So I, without sort of giving financial advice here, the, the scenario that I've come across the most, which has enabled people to fund a really good lifestyle, is like where they've got that, where they've got a really nice home, paid off, um, and they've got maybe one or two investment properties that are giving them rental income, plus their super. I've found, you know, and they still might be working or have a business, but I've found that sort of, you know, left, right, left, combo of home investment super is sort of – I hate to use the word adequate, but that sort of gets people into a really good position. It's not over the top your home because you can't – unfortunately, if you have a home, you know, your kitchen is not an ATM. You can't go to your kitchen and get $20 bills out of $100 bills. So I think it's really important not to overcapitalise on your owner-occupied residence, um, but make sure it's decent to have a really nice life. Um, Where I was was going there is – circling back, right, is I just – don't want our listeners out there to pay what I call the dumb tax, right? And the dumb tax for me is a, is a combination of things where you've bought the wrong property and you have to sell it, so you've, you've torn up that stamp duty and paid the agency fees. I just think, like, if, if we're looking at that client where he's got a home, he's got super, he's got a couple of properties, and... Um, that's like four or five decisions, right? That he's had to make it, you know, in fifty years. <laughs> so I look at that and go, and I know we have the privilege of doing this for a living. But if you're out there and if you're a truck driver or a hairdresser and you're not really, you know, finance is not your thing, don't be concerned because you don't have to be a rocket science or you don't have to be an economist to be wealthy. You just need to have the right team around you and just make sure that before you make a really big decision that you get the right advice. Is that sort of? Um, you know, is that where, where your head's at, Ryan?
1: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Like you said, it's, um, there's only a few sort of big big decisions that you need to make over sort of your working career to, to end up in a good position. Like we said, a big theme throughout, and this is with the work that I do with clients, is around those sort of habits. And like we said, build building good financial habits in your 20s and then just sort of carrying them through. The numbers will get a bit bigger as your income starts to change, but what you actually need to do is sort of the same. Um, what I might just do quickly turn, just jump back in, just on that mortgage piece as well, just in that, that 40 to 60 um, time period, yeah, definitely, um, like we said, income into assets and building, you know, that investment portfolio, property, super, maybe even shares. Um, but yeah, the big one is, is getting rid of your home loan as fast as possible. And so just for the listeners you know option one is to pay extra off your home loan from your budget each month and could be 100 200 500 bucks whatever it is that you can afford yep yep and that will help you know save tens of thousands of dollars in interest and maybe reduce your 30-year home loan down to 25 years 27 years 22 years depending on how much you can you can put towards the loan but the thing that you might also need to consider, and this comes back to the planning part, is yeah, maybe looking at doing some investing throughout your working career to build some investments that might help you pay off the mortgage in 15 years. And the reason for that, sorry, is um, I've, I've, I've seen it hundreds of times where the happiest clients in this 40 to 60 timepiece aren't generally the richest ones. They're the ones that don't have a mortgage and don't have that you know couple of thousand dollar a month uh, loan repayment hanging over their head
0: it's a huge swing right like it's one of those things that I, and i've seen i've been i've been so lucky to literally be there when people have paid their mortgages off and it's i think it's one of the life's great achievements it's a really great goal and i think that that alone with super i've seen clients with just their mortgage paid off and a decent amount of super they're living great lives so and that's where ryan and i get really tactical with our clients where. That's the most pivotal. We love that. We love getting our hands dirty with those clients where they've got that mortgage and they're like, "All right, I want to get rid of this bloody thing." And it's not as hard as you think, as long as you sort of, well, a, you know, you've to give to give next a, a bit of a plug. You've got to have the right mortgage, the lowest fees, and the best rate. So if you need a hand there, feel free to contact team and on 95241072, one of our guys can make sure that you've got the right mortgage on the lowest possible rate. That way, you, every extra dollar counts. And Ryan's team, so um, what they do is they work on, okay, well, let's get you... Let's start paying more off your mortgage every week. But what Ryan's talking about there is what else can we do? How can we potentially use the equity in your home to further grow your wealth? So, Ryan, I, I love that. Hey, so, Ryan, I think, like, moving forward, right, what we've found is if you've done just that, what we've talked about, just to recap, in your 20s, you've set up a separate bank account. You've steered clear of bad debts like credit cards and personal loans. You've tried to save between 20 to 40%. Moving in your thirties, you've you know you've done your best to just navigate those murky waters of raising a family and trying to buy your first property, um, and then in your forties you start to get really tactical and paying off debt, investing. Um, what we've typically found is if you've done all that, it's sort of things take largely take care of themselves from sort of sixty plus, right?
1: Yeah, definitely, and that's the thing where it it's it's a very long game, and sometimes you meet with clients and. I say to them like if they're thirty or forty, you know, there's almost no point me spitting out exactly how many dollars you've got in your bank account at seventy yep. right now. Yep. Because if you do the right things over the next one year, three years, five years, you save, you invest, you pay down debt, you know, we'll be able to take care of the twenty year picture yep. later on. Yep. And that's sort of like you said, with um with what we've spoken about here, if listeners can sort of go on a journey, tick off these boxes as they work their way through, they're sixties and Plus, are going to look really, really good for you. Yeah, actually. yeah. You
0: almost, and I hate to sound too flippant here, but you almost, uh, if you get it right to start, you almost can't stuff it up long term, right? <laughs> That's right. Or you can. <laughs> well,
1: or you, you can. Not if you're dealing with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Ryan. Mate, I'm so glad that you got to sp- hang out with me today for 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 that podcast. And uh, don't worry, guys. I know you've probably found the um, Ryan so valuable. It's not a once-off, Like I said, Ryan and I are a really good mate, and we've um, we don't we're not in business together, but we 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 uh, we have the same mission for our clients as Ryan as a financial planner and, and my business as as mortgage brokers. So Ryan will be coming to us, you know, every every uh, week or so. He'll be he's the one that I'll be bringing in to tell us what the market's are doing with super. He'll be giving us tips on insurance and just general. cash cash flow wealth creation tips. So, right, just for the listeners out there, where do they find you, buddy?
1: Yep, so the business name is Catalyst Wealth Group and contact number is 95251039. Perfect, mate. Well, mate, thanks again, uh, and all the
0: best with the twins. I can't wait to see. Uh, I can't wait to meet them. And uh, actually, just just a caveat there: we might not have Ryan on for a month or so. Just <laughs> a couple of years, maybe. <laughs> just thinking about it. he's going to have uh, he's going to have three kids in two weeks. So uh, I'll give Ryan a breather. I might I might uh, I might bring him in via satellite. He might need a breather from home, eh? <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll be happy to get
0: out. <laughs> hey, guys, like always, stay safe, take care, and. Um, if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button. That way a new podcast will download every time it comes out. And do us a favour, if you think there's anyone else in your life, whether it's a, a family member, a friend or a colleague who would benefit from having listened to this podcast, please feel free to copy the link and share it on. And I look forward to coming to you live next week with some more financial tips to grow your wealth. Thanks very much, guys. Take care.